After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, what's up? It's Juice Mason. Before we start the show today, can you do me a favor? If you're listening in the Spotify app, switch on over and give us a five-star review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you could do the same thing. All it does is help more and more people find out and discover our podcast. Another thing you could do, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. We are dropping new content every single day. Okay, let's start the show. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. And can you believe the NBA draft is coming up in less than a month? June 22nd. We will be live for the entire NBA draft that night on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. But in the meantime, we've got homework to do. Let's be honest. We're all sucked into the Kings season. We weren't locked in like we usually are into all the draft prospects because the Kings are not in the lottery this year. In fact, they're picking 24th overall in the 2023 NBA draft. So we got to kick off our draft coverage. We got to start learning more about these guys and talking to people who know what the hell they're talking about. So we kick off today with the Kings Herald's draft analyst, Bryant West. This guy does a lot of homework when it comes to the draft. So it was fun to pick his brain. Enjoy our conversation with Bryant West. So the NBA draft is coming up, Morgan. Less than a month away. Usually around this time, we're like, all right, Kings are in the top five, the top ten. Who's going to come and save this Kings franchise and take the Kings to that next level? Well, how times have changed. It's amazing. <laughs> it's I love that it's not, hey, Kings are back in desperate mode, and that's all we're talking about. It's fun that we get to talk about a good team. That's just trying to improve now. Exactly. So we are NBA draft casuals. Casual. This time of year, we like to go out and reach out to people who pay a little more attention to college prospects and these draft uh, potential draftees. So we are catching up with a guy we talk to every single year. He's from Kings Herald. He's their draft analyst, the one and only Bryant West. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, this is a totally different year. Um, yeah. When the 2023 draft arrives, uh, Kings aren't going to be looking for a savior for like the first time in 16 years or something like that. It's, um, they, it, it, it's a breath of fresh air. Okay. Okay. That's what I was, because I, for someone like you, a draft guru who really dives in deep, I'm sure because this 
season was extended and this team has a lot of good going on that it maybe changed the way you went about things going into this off season and looking at the guys in this draft. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching the Kings play fun, meaningful games into late April meant I didn't need an escape mechanism from Sacramento basketball in January anymore. It, it's just totally different. And, you know, now we don't have to worry about them drafting a perfect fit with De'Aaron Fox at number two. Mm-hmm. They don't have to draft a culture changer at number nine. They don't have to draft an 87 game starter at pick number four. You know, if they can't keep pick number 24, hey, they can just draft another guy, somebody who could play a role next year or maybe not. Maybe it's somebody further down the road. It's it's just so much more up in the air. And, you know, I'm sure that some draft fans are like, hey, this isn't as 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 unique or interesting anymore. But, hey, we got to watch the Sacramento Kings have depth, have talent. Now they just get to add, you know, one more piece. That's cool. And now it's different. It is so different. You try to figure, okay, what's the approach going to be? So they've got the 24th pick in the first round Mm -hmm. and they have the 38th pick in the second round. And then the 40, 54th pick that will be in the second round as well. So three picks in this draft. And with the new CBA, there's a wrinkle where you can get three two-way contracts now. So of course that's going to come in to play a little bit here as the Kings prepare for the draft. So, Brian, I'm curious from your perspective, just taking a step back and looking at the entirety of the draft, do you feel like there's a lot of talent here? Oh, yeah. I I think this draft is pretty deep, uh, especially once you get outside of the lottery. Um, You you know, just pull up any big board from any of your favorite draft experts. Scroll from, like, pick 15 to 35 or even later. And I think you could realistically make a strong case for most of those players in the 20s around the Kings range. Um, you know, when, when there's guys like face Jackson Davis from Indiana, uh, Brandon Pojemski from Santa Clara, uh, Jamie Jacquez from UCLA on and on, like these are guys who are mentioned in, in big boards, mock drafts as possible or even probable second round picks. And to me, like that says enough about the talent range in the Kings level, each one of those guys, if the Kings took them at 24, they'd probably be guys I'd rather take, but Hey, I could see where they're going from. Uh, they just have to go way outside of expectations at 24 to find somebody who at least couldn't see who they were going for. So um, they're not anywhere likely as likely to get a player anywhere near as impactful as their last rookie, but they'll have a ton of options for talented players if they stay at 24. So I I think that's what kind of gets lost in the mentality of Sacramento where, you know, these last couple of years we had to think, all right, well, five to 10 guys who maybe they'd look at when they were at pick number nine or something. Now, now that's just a much bigger range. People who we, we talk about today or people that Kings fans are talking about on Twitter, they may not even be on Monty McNair's uh, big board come pick 24. Okay. Okay. So draft is deep, more work for you. You love what you see. What type of swing do you want the Kings to take at 24 then? Is it like, do you, is there a play it safe person? Is there a someone you're trying to go for the home run, but it's risque. Yeah, I I think there's both. And and this is going to be a really interesting chance for Monty McNair to either show us his continued pattern in drafting or to just completely change it up because, you know, his first three first rounders, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Mitchell, Keegan Murray, they were all high instinct players who could 
clearly filled some roles early in their career. Um, Kings haven't taken a project player in the first round in his tenure. Um, now, drafting in the 20s maybe changes that approach. Uh, maybe they can think more long-term. No rookie needs to start uh, all the games again this season. They could take somebody, you know, Noah Clowney from Alabama or Max Lewis from Pepperdine, somebody who probably is going to spend a, a year or two in Stockton, just get fringe minutes, uh, but somebody who could pay more dividends down the road. But at the same time, there's going to be more established players who who kind of fit the the mentality of those uh, role early guys. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is a guy who who I really have my eye on. A uh, big man from Indiana had absolutely incredible stats this season: twenty point nine points, ten point eight rebounds, four assists per game, three blocks a game, and he's going in the late twenties to mid thirties on big boards. Um, because of some flaws in his game but at the same time he's you know the picture of somebody who really established himself in college and could probably fill a backup big role really early in his career so Monty McNair is going to have plenty of options on his plate of either project players or somebody who's more ready to go now and I think this will be a, a great test to see how things change for him as the Kings get better and better what kind of swings does yeah. it take? Yeah, and and Jackson Davis is interesting too. His his dad Dale Davis played in the league, okay. And then just from the playmaking perspective, it seems like he's a solid passer too. And you start thinking about how the Kings' offense is with the ball movement, having a skilled big guy like Savonis who could pass. Maybe that's a good fit. Yeah, yeah. It, it as we watched the Kings struggle to find a, a big man consistently off the bench last year. It's not hard to watch Trace Jackson Davis tape and and not see, hey, they could run some of the same stuff with him off the bench as they have Sabonis. Uh, that scoring output, his playmaking improvements this year, and especially his rim protection, that's that's a really interesting option at the next level. Um, he needs to adjust how he's going to look to score at the next level. I think like 37% of his offense came in the low post. That's not going to happen mm. in the NBA, especially for a 6'9 guy. Um but he's going to have to rely a lot more on pick and roll rim running. But as you said, he's very, very crafty playmaker as a big man. That's going to be really easy to slot him in, in the high post and say, okay, keep the offense moving. And you got to figure out ways to score when teams dare you to. So, so um, I, I think the one reason that he's considered late twenties, mid thirties is because he's not a shooter and that's not a great thing for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I don't care how many threes he's made at the combine. Doesn't do it's anything for you because that was some no. one of the talking points. It's like he's <laughs> knocking down some threes at the combine. No, because this wasn't something. This was something we'd seen over the yeah. last couple of off seasons too. Like he he show mixtapes of him working out in summer, uh, Dude, adding a three to his game, and then it just it doesn't happen. What? We in, do this every seasons. year though. We do that even with NBA yeah. players. Sabonis was working with Lethal Shooter, knocking down threes. I'm like, hey, look out! I. I I'm old enough to remember when Willie Colley Stein promised us oh. that his shot was gold. Willie Colley Stein had some of the best mixtapes out there, Morgan. Are you you watch an offseason mixtape with Will and you're like, oh, this guy, he is a unicorn. He's right. The manipulation, the gaslighting. Yeah, it needs yeah. to stop. But hey, I mean, we're we all are just consuming it and we are, you know, falling in love. And um, and speaking of falling in love, do you have like anyone that is your draft crush mm. for the Sacramento Kings who who are you 
looking at right now that just like you would love to be a part of this organization? <laughs> well, I have two guys. Um, one of them I think they'd have to trade up for, and one guy's much Ooh. more in their range. And I honestly think you guys may have seen more tape of these guys because I don't it's know. Leonard Miller and uh, C.D. Siskiyou, oh, yeah. both from the G, G League Ignite yeah. program. Um, as I started to watch more and more Ignite tape, I just absolutely love both of these guys for somewhat of the same reason. Uh, I'll start with Leonard Miller, um, 19 years old, 6'10 in shoes. Uh, if the Kings were going to go get him, they'd probably need to trade up to get him. But he's a big man who could just do a lot of things well. And a lot of those things are skills the Sacramento Kings need. Uh, physical defender who handled a range of defensive assignments, uh, could truly guard down, defend smaller wings and forwards, uh, had some promises of small ball five. If you just look at his block numbers, I don't think that signifies, I think it was, yeah, uh, 0.8 blocks a game. I don't think that talks, that does his uh, post-defense justice. It was so hard for guys to score over him. Uh, and most importantly, he was one of the G League's leading rebounders, mm. which is Absolutely something that I'd love to see the Kings improve one way or another. Um, on offense, he needs to continue to improve his deep shot, but he's got offensive ability outside of that. Great touch around the basket. Hey, promising Brian, ability to take guys off the dribble. That stat of uh, one of the leading rebounders in the G League, uh -huh. Shima Moneke was the leading rebounder I know. until he At was sent. Point, I, just, I, had I to... looked that up and he was number one and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just maybe I, get I, him more minutes next year. It it because that that it's just interesting, you know, when you talk about him and I think about that G League Ignite team too this last season. And they weren't the greatest team. And I won I always wonder like how much maybe that affected um, some of their draft stock, but obviously you're talking about these guys still. So, uh, I mean, other you're talking about the Kings would have to trade up to even get, get a look Leonard, at these yeah. guys. And, and who knows? Just, it, he yeah. could, he it, anywhere from the lottery down to 20. I'm, I, I'm just not going to bet on it anymore. Um, I, I talked about this in, in one of my profile pieces, but if you went back in time a year and you told us that, Jalen Williams, Christian Braun, Walker Kessler, all three of those guys were going to go in the top 22 picks. All of them were going to play big roles for their teams this year. We'd have thought you were crazy. Yeah. Because like all three of those guys were fringe first rounders on mock drafts and big boards. So I, I think the lesson here is that being a fan of a good team drafting in the 20s just means being more open to much wider range of players. Yeah. I, I also think it shows you that especially nowadays, there's just so much basketball talent. We talk about in the NBA, it, it's incredible to see the depth of talent. You can make a serious case that league could add two teams and it would not hurt the league if they expanded. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes to some of these prospects. These players are just becoming more skilled. They're becoming just better all-around players because what do you know? We evolved. Yep. The game's evolved. Yeah. Player development's evolved. Opportunity, like just knowledge of the game. It just gets better and better. So it's not shocking when you can find really legit NBA talent in the 20s. And hell, look at the upcoming NBA Finals. Jokic is a second-round pick. We know where Butler went. We know the story with all the undrafted guys. You mentioned Christian Braun, right? Bruce Brown. Jamal Murray wasn't like, you know, the number one pick or anything in the draft. So you can find talent. And Absolutely. I, I think that's the one thing to get excited about. It, it's not going to be as flashy as we're used to talking about the lottery. Sure. But there's talent. 
Yeah. And, and, and good teams can find good players. Yeah. They won't always find good players. There's no GM in the league, not Pat Riley, not Greg Popovich, not no one you can pick is going to bat a hundred, probably even not even 50, but there's good teams are always going to be able to find good talent. And I think the Sacramento Kings have shown that they've had a pretty good draft record and now they're probably an organization that can be more patient than previous years. They don't need to ask a guy to come in here and immediately do X, Y, Z. Yes. So That's, it's so refreshing. It's so, I mean, that alone, you're so right about that year after year, these guys that were asked to be the savior of this team. And I mean, one, the right guys weren't drafted, but two, it's just, you are not allowing someone to develop you are not allowing someone to learn the right way i always talk about that with even deer and fox you know i think um it wasn't until smart basketball people were all surrounding him that he really was able to evolve and take his game to the next level um another guy i know that a lot of people in sacramento have been talking about chris murray and <laughs> I, you know, I was talking to Deuce about this earlier, and I'm like, is he even going to be there? I don't think he's going to be there at 24. I could be wrong. I don't think he's going to be there at 24. Okay. In, and, and that's for two reasons. One of them is that I think when you look at a 6'9 combo forward mm. who's solid to good at shooting, defending, dribbling, driving, rebounding, like it, it's just hard to look at that and be like, oh, yeah, 23 teams are going to pass up on that. And I, I just keep coming back to this. I know so many Kings fans want him, but Los Angeles Lakers have picked number 17. Golden State Warriors have picked number 19. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, that the basketball gods are not nice. He's going to go to one of those two teams, and the dreams of reuniting the Twins is going to turn into a nightmare rivalry that we're going to have to deal with four times a year. So, so that's my I, guess. <laughs> I know you did a draft profile on him at kingsherald.com. What stood out to you, and how similar – are there games? And I feel like that some, you know, that gets brought up a lot. And some people think it's like the easy route to go, but there are really some similarities between Chris and Keegan. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, there, there are a lot of similarities. One thing I'll say is that if you just look at their numbers, um, the one thing that is consistent across both of them is efficiency in terms of being able to do all that their teams ask them to do and yet be so dang controlled with the basketball. Like Chris Murray's numbers across the board weren't quite as good as Keegan's, especially when it came to shooting, but he still averaged 20 points, eight rebounds, two assists, blocking 1.2 blocks, one steal, was the leading scorer, deep shooter, rebounder, and only had one and a half turnovers per game. Like that's just exceptional for a leading scorer on a on a decent team and they made the ncaa tournament sure um he's he's not keegan but i also don't think that not keegan isn't an insult yeah, um yeah. he needs to prove it on his deep shot he only shot 33.5 percent from deep this year but i will say i think he was defended even more harshly than mm. keegan was last year defenses knew that he was the only guy who could pretty much do anything with the ball in his hand um he's not quite as fluid as keegan I think he's a little bit more left hand and left side dominant than Keegan was, but it, in a role like Keegan's was this year, come in, be the fourth or fifth option, uh, be catch and shoot guy early in his career, 
figure out the the scoring off the dribble as as your offensive role expands. I'd be really surprised if his shooting numbers didn't just go way way up. Um, Especially he if he went to Golden State. Problem. Ugh, if he goes to Golden State, you hey. know he's going to be knocking down a ton of threes. And we yeah. have to boo him too. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't like him. Keegan's so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, we'd always be able to circle back to that, but. Yeah. Um, I, I just keep seeing I had so many Kings fans in in the comments of my profile being like, oh, we don't he doesn't solve all our problems. We can't we can't draft him. Why would we take another uh, uh, small forward who who can't who isn't quick enough to guard out on the perimeter? And I'm just like nobody that we draft at 24 is going to fix every one of the problems. No, no, I, no. And especially and a rookie, you, you just can't count on that from a rookie, especially if you're like, yeah. hey, we're trying to take the next step. Let's draft a guy at 24 to help us get there. It's going to have to come from internal development and other moves. And it's like, I don't get what people and their understanding guys don't have to be good at everything, especially right away. Like, why can't we, we, um, talk about what they are good at. And sometimes mm -hmm. what they are good at is actually is what is making it an impact and is, is making changes to this team at practice and on the floor in games. And yeah, it's, um, very negative world out there. Yeah, I agree. And if, and if any team looks at their big board and says, well, we think Chris Murray or, you know, pick another established guy. Um, they aren't, they aren't going to be big enough to solve our rebounding issues. They can't protect the basket or whatever flaw your team has. Let's go way down our big board until we can convince ourselves of somebody who fits like that's how draft mistakes are made. Mm. And it's not like the Kings are set in stone at any one position. Like, Let's assume for a minute, whoever they draft is ready for rotation minutes, which isn't likely, but let's just assume for the sake of the argument, they could absolutely use another playmaking guard growing next to Fox and Davion and Monk. They could always use more shooting and perimeter defense from a wing player. They could absolutely use another combo forward playing next to Keegan and Kessler Edwards. They could absolutely use a big man after their rotation issues last year. Like Monty McNair should just take the best player on his mm. big board at 24. This King team needs more talent across the board. So if there's one thing I disagree with the narrative I'm seeing on Twitter, it's it's the idea of talking about fit with a late first round pick. The, to me, the goal with a late first round pick should never be to find that perfect fit. Find the best player. Take a swing. Story. Take a yeah. hack. See what you can get yeah. out there. I mean, you think about the, the those early 2000s Kings, mid 2000s Kings. I mean, Gerald Wallace. Right? This guy oh, was absolutely. A, a raw prospect. And, you know, obviously they end up letting him go in the expansion draft. He turns out to be a pretty good player in the NBA. Would have been better without the injuries. Kevin Martin. I remember when Kevin Martin was drafted. No one in Sacramento cared. Who's this skinny kid? All right. Little yeah. did we know, a couple of years later, he'd be pretty impactful for this team. So right. you just don't know how it's going to play out. And you, you just, you got to take some chances. And like you said, you will miss sometimes. We've got more with Bryant West coming up in just a second, but we should mention that today's podcast presented by T.R. Reagan. She's a New York Times bestselling author and Morgan Reagan. Yeah. Let me tell you about your mom. Oh. Because apparently you don't know her. She for years was trying to get published. 20, and, 20 and years. these big, evil book publishers said, hey, woman. Oh, yep. Your book sucks. You're not good enough. And they, they threw it. At her out face. Out into the streets of New York City, out the window of these skyscrapers. Yep. And the papers just everywhere. Flew everywhere. Some burned them on fire and flew them outside. Then she had to walk back to Sacramento <laughs> yep. and start all over. Yes. And then she went, you know what? 
I'm not going to let these scumbags kill my Mm-mm. dreams. I'm going to keep writing and I'm going to self-publish. And if two people read it, great. She self-published. And what do you know? Turns into a New York Times bestselling author. She's at the top of the Amazon charts. And she writes crazy, disgusting thrillers that you should check out. They're so good. And you guys, I know we've been, TR has been a partner for a while now. She always wanted to reach out to the sports community because um, it turns out that a lot of men like to read thrillers. And she's like, hey, let's like keep pushing this book out, these books out. I hadn't read her thrillers because I was scared shitless. What everyone was saying that they were just like very dark, very deep, whatever. I just binge read the Lizzie Gardner series. And sure, I have nightmares and I can't sleep at night. It is the best series I have ever read in my entire life. It's Lizzie Gardner series. You got to start with the book Abducted. So make sure you just go to trreagan.com. You can see it there or go to amazon.com and search T.R. Reagan and or abducted by T.R. Reagan. We appreciate her support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. We should also mention we've got merch. If you go to deuceandmo.com and you click on merch, you could use the promo code BEAM and you will get 20% off. We got some new stuff up there too, including Morgan's playoff tattoo logo that appears on hoodies and crew neck <laughs> shirts and even a kid's tea and a coffee mug. We also have Deuce and Mo Tower Record style um, t-shirts and hoodies. We got the new logo, Night Chat, the old NWO style. It's all at deuceandmo.com. Click on merch and you can check us out and get all your cool merch. Also, if you're watching us, the biggest thing you could do is hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to this channel because we're dropping content all the time. If you're listening to this on the audio side, you might be listening on Spotify. Do us a favor and drop us a five-star review. Same on Apple Podcasts. All it does is help us continue to grow so we can bring you awesome content and more and more eyeballs and ears listen to the Deuce and Mo podcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, another guy you profiled, Derek Whitehead from Duke. I- I'm curious to get your perspective on him because this is, was a player who was a highly touted guy going to Duke. Yeah. Like McDonald's All-American, had a lot of hype, had a foot injury that really kind of slowed him last year. Uh, what do you see in him, and, and what kind of upside do you see if it if it turns out the foot's not an issue? Yeah. Well, he's definitely one of those guys where you're going to have to trust the uh, medical staff because they're going to have a much greater insight into this than I will ever do. 
Um, but he's an absolute bomber from deep. He had 43% of his threes this season, truly elite catch and shoot player. Doesn't need to be set to make his threes. Uh, he has real flexibility on those long shots. Um, hit 39% of his shots off the dribble, his ability to quick hit from deep and in the mid range, going back to high school, it, it gives evidence that he can be an on and off ball scoring threat in the future. Um, like you said, there's a reason that he's being talked about in the twenties instead of the lottery a year ago, he seemed like a lottery favorite, uh, suffered a foot injury when Duke was getting ready for the season, apparently never healed. Right. Mm. Um, he went from being a three level score at Montverde to being a floor spacer and catch and shoot guy at Duke because that explosiveness was rarely element, evident last year. Um, earlier this month, they announced he needed the second surgery on yeah. the same foot to ensure it could heal right. So the rest of his game somewhat up in the air. Um, he didn't show amazing touch at the basket without that explosiveness. Uh, he didn't show consistent playmaking ability on defense. He was really come and go, even if the effort was always there. Um, there's some real upside there, especially when you know he's going to come in and be an excellent shooter from the get-go. Uh, a year ago, he was a lottery prospect, and he still has that clear role, but there's little sureties to his game outside of that excellent shooting touch. So it would definitely be a risk that I, I don't think we've seen Monty McNair take in the drafts to this point. That's interesting. Yeah, that would be a big-time risk, a guy with foot issues, but... Or a I, foot issue. Well, and those, you, I mean, it's just the history of that's not ideal. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess that's that's the, and especially when you talk about his athleticism. I just, I mean, watching highlights of his shot and him being that elite catch and shoot guy, just being so long and his release being so high. It's, it's. I understand why though someone will want to take that risk. Yeah. When you can see a player still doing something at an elite level, it's really easier to look past the hmm. many questions that yeah. he has and just try and try to be like, well, at least you know he can do X. Maybe if that foot heals right, he can go back to the other skills that he showed off in high school that weren't as ever evident as Duke. <laughs> And I know you're still doing homework at this point. I mean, everyone's kind of playing catch up, especially because the Kings didn't have a top four pick this year. I'm going to throw out a few names at you. Yeah. One guy is someone I watched. I was watching some draft combine, the scrimmages, and this guy jumped out to me. Tristan Vucevic. Oh, seven footer. I, I know what he looks like, oh. but don't know how to say 20 his years name. old, seven foot, legit three point range. So you can put the ball on the floor a little bit, turn around jumpers. He's, I mean, he's long. He's I, long and he can shoot. I think he's more of a second round guy, somewhere that would be there potentially around 37. But a guy who's rising up the boards a little bit, I watch him, I'm like, that's maybe a guy you take a swing at. Have you seen any of him? No, I haven't seen any tape. As I ask you the, about deep second round cuts yeah. at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he definitely lit the combine up because everybody was suddenly talking about <laughs> him. Um, it, at the same time, like, it, what what role would you expect him to do that we wouldn't be hoping that Sasha would be doing 
next year would be my only thing. But I mean, by the time by the time Tristan's yeah. ready, <laughs> Sasha's probably retired. Yeah. I mean, I don't he, know. Sasha's he old. is only twenty, I, so it's yeah. not like it's not like yeah. we're talking about a, another twenty-eight year old. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm talking about like that's a that's a project. That's a guy that's playing a lot yeah. in Stockton. You're developing over time. All right, another guy that's again a second <laughs> round guy, and I'll admit this guy is raw. Okay, who? James Najee. Oh, okay. And let me just tell you, this guy is 18 years old. He has, I just want to double check here. He's 6'11", 7'7", wingspan, shot blocking presence, moves well, great rim protection. He doesn't look 18 years old. Really good rebounder. Now his offensive game is really raw. Because his footwork is very raw. Okay, again, he's a, he's a pup. Yeah. He's a pup. You, yeah. you develop him. This is what good teams do. You develop. Yeah. Have especially you seen any when you look at a guy who's, Especially when you look at a guy who's like 6'11", and I think I think he had like a 7'5 wingspan at the combine, which is just incredible. Um, it, it, it's really easy to see why teams in the in the late 20s or early second round would absolutely bite on a project player like that. Um, so it definitely for a Sacramento team that that yeah. probably wants to find it, more it, project big men. It looks like he is right now projected to be a late first round, early second round guy. But I mean, we still have weeks away till the draft. Deuce so, is just yeah. throwing a whole bunch of like long, really tall guys at you. I mean, finally, it's someone that can't shoot the ball. But I mean, my God, Deuce. Okay. We know your type. And then our Discord, we have people constantly talking about the draft right now. And two names have been coming up. Max Lewis, I know you you brought oh, him yeah. up from Pepperdine. Um, he is someone that looks like could be in the Kings range, maybe, but maybe picked earlier. I'm curious, maybe what you've seen out of his game. Yeah, I I probably watch too much Pepperdine because <laughs> uh, my beloved St. Mary's yeah. is in the WCC, uh, and unfortunately for Max, like the biggest knock on him is that he was the best player on the worst team in the WCC mm-hmm. the last two years. Uh, I heard at the combine he was talking about that's the first thing teams ask about him because it's 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 harder for to look at stats and be like oh here's a guy who who was really putting it up on on a bad team, um, but at the same time like this is a 20 year old who who especially early in the year his numbers his scoring acumen his confidence his jump shot they're, they're they all looked NBA ready he's long um, too. He's a wing. He's like seven foot yeah. wingspan. I'm watching yeah. him defend. I'm like, okay, I see it. Yeah. Uh, his ability as a spot up bomber is very promising. Like, I do. Even on that team, even with defense defenses locked in on him, he still shot 43.1% off the catch. Like that's going to give him a clear offensive role at the next level as he figures the rest of it out. I feel like I definitely get caught up in wingspan. You, you do it's li- okay brian it's literally the second thing he mentions all the time when he's describing it's, a guy i think he's it's talking also about their what, physical attributes what the kings need guys they need some yeah. length in there then i think that's why it always jumps out to me well i i, I get it deuce yeah like, we watched this sacramento kings team draft one small forward in like 15 years so absolutely yeah. wanting to go out and get guys with with extra wingspans, defensive versatility, like you and I have the exact same. And you guys, the Kings had their issues against a lot of length yeah. and the longer teams last year. So how do you beat that? You add it to your squad. <laughs> well, like Sabonis, yeah. 
the guy, he's a big guy, right? 6'11". I think I have a longer wingspan than Sabonis. Hey, and it's crazy to think that. He doesn't have T-Rex arms. No, but it, it's not, he's not long. Oh. Looney is shorter, but Looney was 7'4 wingspan. Made yeah. a difference in that series, no? So it kind of makes a difference. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, but so do you think Lewis, Lewis, based on what you've seen from him, kind of in the Kings range? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I'm sure he's one of those guys that's probably got the most variance. If you just looked at everybody's at every, every NBA team's big boards, like I'm sure some teams probably have a late lottery grade on him. And some teams probably don't have him in the first round. Um, if you just looked at his early season stats, like in December, he averaged 21 points, five rebounds, a steal shot, 49% from the field and 38% from three. And, and it's really easy to look at that and just be like, well, this was a guy who was really going before WCC coaches locked in on him and figured out nobody else on that team could score. Um, some teams are going to look at his scoring acumen and be like, oh, yeah, this is a guy who needs to come into our team. His his scoring ability is off the charts. We need to get him in the in the mid teens. If he's there 24, I'm not going to be absolutely forward. And he's one of those guys that, like we were talking about earlier, if the Kings want to take swings, this is the exact kind of upside play that mm-hmm. smart playoff teams should look to snag in the later first round. And I think the Kings now classify as a smart playoff squad. I have another Discord name of to throw out you there. Do. Because I watch him too and I'm intrigued. Okay. Shockingly, he's long. <laughs> And can defend a little bit. Uh, Ryan Rupert, he's 18 years old, plays in the NBL. Um, yeah. 6'7", 7'3", wingspan. Looks like he'd be a little bit of a playmaker. He could defend multiple positions. What what have you seen from him? Yeah, uh, excellent defender from the, the small tape I've seen. Um, needs to continue to prove that his shooting is real mm. um, because I think that's the biggest question. It's really easy to just look at his tools and be like, okay, well, here's a guy who's going to come in, defend with motor, defend with length. Uh, the, the real question for so many of these guys in this range, uh, C.D. Sissoko, that same kind of guy, um, you know, Defense first, the tools are there. How are you going to make an impact yeah. offensively at the next level? Got to be able um, to shoot in this league nowadays. I gotta mean, we're, we're seeing it. Got to be able to shoot on this Kings team too. Well, for sure. I mean, watching the NBA playoffs, I know we see guys get exposed all the time. You know, Davion Mitchell was not playing <laughs> late in that series. Wasn't playing as many minutes. Jared Vanderbilt, who a lot of Kings Twitter just wanted so bad. Yeah, me too. Where was he in the playoffs? You couldn't play him because no one was defending him. This is a guy that could defend multiple positions, but because of how the Lakers were built, constructed, whatever, they could not afford to play him. So it just makes it so tough. I think nowadays in this league, if you have to be able to be you have more to. of a threat you or have add to. something that yeah. is you, undeniable. You can't be a liability on the offensive end because if you are, that just allows everyone to play the four on five. And yeah, I... I I'm hoping that's why with everything going on with the Sacramento Kings, not only in the draft, if that is the direction they go, make sure that the guy can shoot the damn ball. So not James Najee. Okay. I'm just, I'm just just saying, I'm just saying. So, but then, but then my other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and this is non-draft related, and it's just about Sasha Vizenkov. Um, We've been really excited about him in the possibility of him 
coming over here to the Sacramento Kings. But, you know, the other day he was talking about how he might not, or he hasn't made a decision. He of course made, he's going to say he that. He hasn't made yeah. a decision, yeah. right? Do you have confidence in him coming over here? And and how did, how much do you like Sasha? I sure like him a lot. Um, I don't know that I think of him as a starter guaranteed, but, you know, this team absolutely needs more tall shooters. We we know that for a fact. And, and if all that he is is the next iteration of uh, another European older big guy who comes over and suddenly shoots 38% from three and adds some rebounding for us, hey, that's what the Kings need. As for him coming over, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely was expecting him to. Maybe losing in the finals might change that, but um, I'll say our mutual friend, uh, Brendan Nunes, is going to have a piece out tomorrow on him at the Kings Herald, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, I would love to see him come over. I don't think that that should change how the Kings handle the draft. If the biggest, if the, if the highest guy on their big board is another power forward, is another combo forward, or is another big, hey, just go for it. Yep. He's gonna. He could be one of the best rookies this year. He's gonna be a rookie tech. Which is, I know, which <laughs> he could be a twenty-eight-year-old rookie. Crazy, crazy to think about. As long as he shoots lights out, I think we're all on the same page. <laughs> well, how funny would it be if he beat out, if he came over and beat out Victor for rookie of the year? It'd be kind of <laughs> oh, funny. <God. laughs> that would be. It's I mean, not. You bad. think? You you think that the team's gonna make him pay for for all the plain food like they did uh, Keegan this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they treat him like a the chick-fil-a didn't he have to go yeah. get the chick-fil-a runs and everything yeah. no keegan's bossing him around yeah. <laughs> i need chick-fil-a every morning he's like uh, i was just mvp of my league i'm i'm good guys thank yeah, you yeah maybe maybe we shouldn't say that he'll watch this and be like i'm gonna have to come over and get rookie hazed i'm tw- going to be 29 years old i don't need that next year i'll stay i'll stay where i'm the superstar here thanks i just think that if he doesn't come over this year, I don't envision him ever coming over. I mean, if he feels like he has unfinished business there, and I know he takes great pride playing with Olympiacos and how his career has taken off since going there, I, I'm. it's not an easy decision. I think so many people go, oh, it's the NBA. He should just come over. It's like, well, I mean... If he likes playing the role he has there, mm-hmm. he's on a good yeah. team. He wants to win a championship. If you're happy. If you're happy. And doing happy yeah, doing I mean, what you love at such a high, high level. So But I do think there's zero doubt in my mind he would like playing with the Kings. Just based oh, on yeah. the style of play. Like he perfect fit. He's a perfect yeah. fit for them. And yeah. I, I I don't know. It's tough. I don't even think it's a money thing. I I mean it, Sure, would he like a raise? I don't think it's necessarily financial. I think it's probably coming down to a lot of different factors, but maybe most importantly, what his role could be. Yeah, and 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 guys will always follow their hearts and stuff like this. Like, remember when Nikola Mirotic went back over yeah. because he was going to be the star in Europe, and here he was going to be a sixth man at best. Like, we 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 shouldn't ever uh uh be upset with guys for following that kind of dream would he be great in sacramento yeah Yeah. would we love to see him here yeah i hope he comes i'll be disappointed if he doesn't but at the same time like they traded a 54th pick for him last year yeah he doesn't come over they could probably flip him for another late second it he was he was found money if he comes over 
and the Sacramento Kings will probably be able to move on if he doesn't. No, I, I'm with you on I that. Like that. I hope he comes over. But I hope he comes over. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sneak previews of what lies ahead with your draft coverage? Do you have any more draft profiles in the, cooking right now? What else yeah. do you have coming up? Uh, I'll tell you, you should go watch some Noah Clowney tape because if you like big men with extra wingspan and who have at least some flashes of shooting, uh, Noah Clowney is the ultimate project guy. Um, the, I, I, I titled him, um, the Schrodinger's unicorn because he's a big man who can or cannot shoot or can or cannot both protect the rim and the perimeter. Um, the ultimate project guy this year. If the okay. Kings took him, it'd You're be really easy to be me. like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the kind of swing we're going for okay. here. Like, it, like you it. can watch, you can watch his tape and be like, oh, here's a guy who, who, who's got a pretty looking shot. Look at that. He just protected the rim. He just switched onto a, a smaller guard, did it well. And then the next clip he's like, oh, he just got blown by. Got it. Okay. That's the kind of project swing that, that some kings are hoping for here because it's really easy to watch that tape and be like here's the role player that they're missing that they've been missing but at the same time whole bunch of his swing skills have to go before he's before he's ready for nba minutes are there any Um, other names out there that you go hey kings fans you should do some homework on this guy yes like colby jones from xavier um i'm gonna definitely have a, a profile eyed on him in the next couple of weeks Six six combo wing, all the tools I think to be to excel as a role player on a good team on both ends of the court. Proven shooter, good defender, uh, almost five and a half rebounds per game, four and a half assists per game. Just everything you'd want in a bench wing. Uh, kind of weirdly reminds me of Francisco Garcia uh, from a decade ago in terms of the size skill combination. And and those are the kind of guys I always fall in love with, defenders who can shoot and who have a little extra wingspan. I I agree with you on that too. <laughs> yes, you guys like the same type of guy. And then the other thing I was going to ask you is how is this going to feel when you do all this work on twenty four? You're diving in, and then mm. come draft night, the Kings have traded the twenty fourth pick to somewhere else for a player. <laughs> I have been mentally preparing for okay. that since March. It's it's not even a thing. But hey, I, every time I've tried to guess what Monty McNair is going to do on draft day, I've been wrong, completely, <laughs> utterly wrong. So I see the logic both ways. Like smart teams love getting young players to work in their system. Somebody inexpensive contract you get for four to seven years, good depth piece for a long time. But like at the same time, if you were to list all the tradable assets that he has this year, like if you put every, if you put the guys who actually be considered for trades how high up on that list is 24th pick because i think it's decently high yeah I, I i just struggle to sit here and think oh yeah monty's going to make a big trade this year which i think he will and it's not going to include the 24th pick oh, you think he's going to so, make a big trade i i'm i'm pretty optimistic uh oh. i i mean i've i've always wanted to see the kings take a bigger swing this summer uh, now that the foundation of the who, roster is set, who's the to be a winner? Who, who do you so want? Greedy. The same guy that you and I were talking about a year ago. It's still OG Ananubi. Oh. That's my yeah. dream. That's who I want them to go get. I know I he's expensive. I don't know that they have. I don't. Know, I don't think they have the pieces to get it done. I mean, yeah. what, 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 what are you thinking that they? 
they need? Like, what are they missing? I mean, oh, you're no, no, no. They have the pieces. There's just pieces you don't want to get rid of. Oh yeah, I don't want to give yeah, up yeah, Keegan yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to give up Keegan <laughs> Murray. I'm sorry. I so. would not give up Keegan Murray. Okay, good. In a so, package for Ojiana So Masai is laughing at you. Then yeah. he's going. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're, you guys are idiots. I don't know why we still do this for yeah. fun. By the way, the phone it should be square. Whatever, <laughs> hang it up. We don't size hanging that shit yeah. up. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. OG. So it, yeah. I, I get it. I, I. I would. I. I just don't. I can't think of a trade that they could put together. And maybe I'm just yeah. missing it. If If it was the only logic would be a whole bunch of first rounders, and we've seen that not work out recently. Yeah. So, like, I get the hesitation. Here. So I see, but it. Jordy Fernandez will take on all of the guys at the Kings trade over there. And yeah. Okay. Got hey, it. you want your locker room vet Harrison Barnes can go on a side and trade <laughs> something like that. I don't know. But even if we're not talking a big swing, like 80% of the players who the Kings could get in a trade this year would probably get more regular season minutes than anyone who gets picked at 24. Right. Yeah. So I, I, it, it, it's a, it's a tricky situation. I probably say it's a coin toss between trading and not trading but the kings are going to do their homework i'm sure that monty mcnair is going to have a, a fully fleshed out big board and he'll be ready to surprise us all one way or another well brian we appreciate you hanging out with us and dropping your knowledge we'll probably bug you again closer to the draft but keep up the great work we encourage everyone to check out your work at king's herald appreciate you so much man i appreciate you guys thank you after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.